Happy Monday, folks, and apologies for being a few minutes late. That's my fault. Um, had to do some late-minute setup. We actually had some people over this weekend, Andy, and uh, if having a big green screen and a whole bunch of setup in the middle of the dining room table wasn't the best idea. So apologies for that, folks. But here we are. Welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. How was your weekend, Andrew? Oh, pretty good. Fun. I didn't bet a ton of basketball. I feel like everything I bet just pushed. Like, uh, which I don't know if I can complain about Niagara's push. They were down by a bunch. Uh, tournament. Tournaments were fun. I just got in a long argument with a sports book over Eastern Washington. Um, <laughs> I, I, if anybody wants to DM me, so I, I won't trash a book on the air, but they said that uh, what you bet, sir, was the regular. They just kept sending me the regular season um, standing. Said, no, Southern Washington actually won the big sky. Said, well, no, East or Southern Utah. I said, no, Eastern Washington won the tournament. Well, no, you bet on this. I said, well, the bet was placed on the tenth, and the, you know, the regular season was over on the sixth. So either you pass posted a, a market, or or you're incorrect and you should pay me. And they said, <laughs> well, act, and then and then it turned out, well, actually, the tournament games count towards the overall record, is what they said next. So I said, well, why would you offer all the teams then if all but three were mathematically eliminated, technically. So finally it was, sorry about the confusion. We're going to grade both Southern Utah and Eastern Washington as winners, which is the oh, that's fun. equivalent of me losing an argument to my wife and saying, well, you know, I'm not wrong, but you can have your way anyway. So F them, but I finally got paid on that. I think I lost like a quarter unit on placing like 40 Conference tournament futures. It came down to the very last one. VCU, if they would have beat St. Bonnie's, I'd ended up in the black, ended up slightly in the red. But I had a you bunch of teams. Shots. Yeah. You know, I took my shots. I, I had a bunch of teams in the finals. It was fun. Thank God a couple of the big ones came through because I did, like, lay some some thick uh, thick juice on a couple. Nadu says golf went well. Golf, I think my I had one matchup canceled because Harris English pulled out. Otherwise, five and three on golf head to heads. And then we did. If anybody watched me and JD talk earlier in the week, we couldn't quite make sense of why Justin Thomas was 20 to 1. And then of course, you know, we're on a matchbook pod and they go, oh, he's 23 to 1 over here. I'm doing my Irish accent there. Like, <laughs> of course, that would be nice. I'd play 23. Like we couldn't find anything better than 20. So JT with a great Sunday finish. Selection show is cool. Snubs, whatever. Like, yeah, your teams get snubbed every year. That's how you know you can only it's a finite number of things. So start another we will have yeah, we'll have more. You know what? And what I might have to do is just get JD on here like Tuesday or Wednesday and just talk for 10 minutes about first round leaders because that's two in a row now. He's crushing it. I always play, I always play those too. So Sergio holding on, which which sucked. It's two. They they couldn't finish the round on Thursday, ended up having to go into Friday for first round leader. So, which saved me from just taking that money and. You know, yeah, I, I woke up Friday to check the book and see like my Sergio money, and I was all freaked out. I thought I'd gone to sleep and something bad had happened or something. But then, like you said, I looked and I was like, oh, thank God. A few people just hadn't finished. Everything's okay. So congrats to our buddy uh, JD there. Um, we've had him on the show a bunch of times, and like Andy said, he does the matchbook show with him. So I'm sure you follow Yeah, him. I, ca- I kind of want to just talk like first-round leader uh, 
first round leader strategy or something at some point, but maybe we'll get into that in the next couple of weeks here. Otherwise, we'll do some picks. Obviously, basketball is kind of at a standstill for me right now. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a lot of the afternoon. I do have a haircut today, so I got to take a little break for that. But I mean, it's just out of control. But I will uh, I will be spending a good chunk of time over the next couple of days, kind of diving into. You know, I did I did a shallow dive yesterday, but I'm going to dig deeper into some of these brackets, some of these prices. I'm really going to look at these totals. Totals, I think, are difficult to set for teams who have not played each other, who never play each other, who will maybe never play each other again, maybe not for another 20 years. You know, these are weird matchups. You get a lot of crazy non-conference matchups that you wouldn't normally see in, you know, some games with some really big spreads. So I'm going to take a close look at totals. I'm probably just going to blog, like, What's it, Monday through? Uh, there's four days, Monday through Thursday. I'll probably just do a, a region at a time, kind of my thoughts. Maybe I'll even do a mock bracket and see what I have coming out of that. I know my my win bet guy DM'd me overnight with um some, like, what the fuck is I'm trying to think of? Region, region prices. I could I kept yes. saying it. I couldn't think of the word for it, but region prices, like basically futures to come out of that that region. So there were some prices on that that I wanted to take a look at too. And then is there anything replacing college basketball after March? Um maybe I'll golf, bet baseball. More tennis. More baseball. tennis, more golf. We'll probably bring in some baseball guys, probably more guests. Tell you the truth, just to cover our ass on that some stuff. And then what happened to the deep dive account? There's a slight chance that Yahoo didn't love me putting the win bet links in the description. That's kind of, we're leaning that way. We still haven't got clarity on that. Apologies to YouTube followers. Um, you can follow us on the YouTube channel. Just the bet, it's just bet spurts. Search for BetSperts on YouTube. I'll post some links as well over the next couple of days. We are on YouTube right now if you hate Periscope and want to head over there. But uh, back into the normal swing of things, NBA action? What do you think? Plenty of NBA action tonight, Andy. We've got eight games. I've got three picks here. I will start with a favorite, the Charlotte Hornets laying three points. Um Threes are still around. I still see some three and a half. Three and a half is okay here. They're hosting the Sacramento Kings. Um, really surprised that this number is as short as it is. I have it closer to five and a half, almost six, frankly. Charlotte is a team with a lot of depth, um, kind of exactly, frankly, what it turns out we were looking for this season. And as you kind of take a step back, a lot of the teams that are succeeding are teams with depth, with more even level of talent, as opposed to some of the top heavier teams. Now, Sacramento isn't necessarily a top heavy team, but that's mostly because they're just not very good. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a solid player. They have a few other guys. I think the big advantage, frankly, is going to be here when Charlotte gets to go to the bench. And not only what they have on the bench, but having Rozier, having Ball, having Hayward gives them an opportunity to have one of those three guys on the floor at all times. Then they bring in guys like Malik Monk, um, bring in guys like Devontae Graham, even somebody like Miles Bridges, whereas Sacramento's looking at guys like Corey Joseph, um, that are just older guys. I'm trying to remember um, Glenn Robinson the third's hurt. He's somebody that's been playing like 20 minutes a game for them. I think Daquan Jeffries is the next guy up behind him. It's just Sacramento's down to basically like an eight-man roster, and even that eighth man is pretty rough. So I think Charlotte should be a big favorite here. I think the starting lineup will keep it close. The bench will come in and, and kind of spread things out a little bit. So I think Charlotte covers the number tonight. I don't take favorites all that often. Every Actually, now and I wouldn't. Then. I guess we can cheer for Charlotte for one night. I still have a lot 
of pending heat futures. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, the, the heat is starting to pull away. They're starting to look. Yeah, I'm not so worried about the heat. There are some Charlotte futures I placed before the year that uh, I think aren't officially dead yet, but we're getting close. <laughs> we will take an underdog, though. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Phoenix Suns here. Um, now, this is a good spot for the Suns. I'll be perfectly honest. It's their second game in a row at home. They're coming off a loss. It's a nice back, bounce back spot for them, but it's a bounce back spot for Memphis. They're coming off a tough loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I have this number closer to like four and a half, almost four, frankly, as I start to tweak some things. Yes, Phoenix has Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, but John Morant has a chance to be one of, if not the best players on the floor. And Memphis, again, it's another opportunity for us to take a team with some depth here. Um, it's tough for anybody to guard Devin Booker, but you start to look, Memphis has some wings, somebody like Justice Winslow, someone even like um, Kyle Anderson. Guys like that have the length, the speed, and the intelligence to at least make Booker's life tough, at least you know not fall for a lot of the, tr- the trickery that you'll see from Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton, probably the most talented big man on the floor, but you start to look at Memphis, you've got Valanchunas, kind of a grizzled vet who loves being in the post. Ayton is not known for his post defense. I think Valanchunas has a chance to score as many points as he gives up. And then Brandon Clark's going to replace Valanchunas, a guy who's a great pick-and-roll player, very athletic, going to be diving to the basket a lot. So I think Ayton's really going to get challenged, and Memphis has a great chance to stay within the number here. I'm not going to play the money line. Sometimes I talk about sprinkling like that. I expect Memphis – I'm sorry, Phoenix to bounce back here and win this game, but I think Memphis is going to keep it inside the number. And we have a total. It's not an under. It's not really a total. It's a team total. This is what I was looking at, too. So the, you know, we have our season, season regular season win bet on Hotlanta under. Like, I don't want to say I, I took your advice and just changed everything about it. I played a lot of your futures. In fact, almost all of them, but I went very heavy on Atlanta under what 36 and a half yeah so, and and i did i did see somebody posting like there were some prices on atlanta to not make the playoffs and i just kept looking at the standings in the east i'm like man they might win 35 games and still be the, the eighth seed though like they, they they might cash the regular season win bet and still make the playoffs and i was looking at the teams below them like who has a chance and indiana kind of piqued my interest here as far as a team that can maybe bounce back and pass them get into the playoffs yeah, when you, remember, when you really want to remember when you're looking at those playoff markets, read the rules and make sure it's to make the playoffs and not just to make the play-in section. Remember, this year we're not going to have oh, just the top fuck, eight go. The top six are in, then eight, nine, and ten go into a playoff series where nine plays ten, then the winner of that plays, I think, the loser of the eight versus nine game or something like that. Um, but you've got a little trickeration in there, which can't be good. You know, that little bit of variance um, could be to your your liking if you have some of the teams, like if Toronto ends up hanging around in that 8-9-10 area and you have an Atlanta to miss, you know, that kind of helps things like that. But I think Indiana is, is kind of moving up. Um, you know, one of the nice stories for the year will be hopefully Karis LeVert can finally stay healthy and play some basketball. The poor guy, just every time he comes out, has something bad happen to him. He dislocated his right foot um, two years ago. This year, um, he got traded during his physical or after the physical. I'm not really sure how he got traded and this happened usually. But anyway, they found a mass growing on one of his kidneys. I'm not 100% sure if it was malignant or anything like that. But 
had to be taken out, obviously, had successful surgery to have that removed, played the other night, looks great. He's a dynamic scoring presence, and I don't think the market has reacted quite yet to his return. As I start to look at some of these numbers, I think this will be a close game. I lean Indiana on the spread, um, but Denver's in Denver. That's one of the only home court advantages really in the league besides Utah at this point. It's starting to open up a little bit, but Denver's got the star power. You know, the spread here hangs right around five, but I they're hanging a team total of you uh, for Indiana of 110 and a half. And this looks like a Levertless total to me as I start to build Levert in. Levertless. I 113, 113 and a half. Um, you know, if I take him out, I'm right around 111, 111 and a half. So as I look at that number of 110 and a half, it just, it, I don't think it's being built in yet. So I'm happy to go over that number. And again, I, I like the situation. It's Denver. Their defense isn't super great. Uh, Brogdon and Levert should have nice nights scoring tonight. So. Um, I think it's a bonus again. You know, he's going to get but going to get his buckets, even though he's going to give up plenty to Jokic. So instead of an over, instead of an Indiana spread here, I like the Indiana team total over one ten and a half. We get down with that, and I did just answer somebody like uh, somebody else asked in the chat about the YouTube. It should be you should be able to find it just under bet spurts. I did just post it to Twitter from the Brown Bag account, and then you know, as you were talking, I just kind of zone out during NBA sometimes. <laughs> I was thinking about, well, I was thinking about content, like, oh, also what I'll bet, because a lot of my summer is just spent doing NFL research, really getting ready for the NFL, betting the draft, you know, I'll dick around with the Kentucky Derby a little, and obviously golf keeps me busy, but maybe it is time I get back to one of my original uh, loves. It's been a few years since I actually have actively spent, you know, time outside of most of the majors handicapping men's tennis because you kind of steer clear of the men. I know you do, you do watch and bet it, but maybe I'll get back into the men. I, I started to check it out. I do love the golden swing. We're in Santa. Well, we have the Santiago challenger right now, but yeah, Acapulco for the men. And also it looks like Dubai, which Dubai didn't Dubai just have a tournament. Uh, yeah, they had the women's. They, they didn't do them at the same time this year. No, it's, I guess to keep the, uh, that, that doesn't. I get. It, I get it. That makes sense. So, so maybe coming soon. We don't know yet. I know. I know some places where you get a shitload of stats for tennis. I love crunching. No, if only there was a Canadian we, that could help us with men. I know. Tennis. I'm. I'm going to see if maybe I can. We should bring him in. What do you think? I, I might. You know, have we to should do. Bring him in. We should bring him in, and then you and I drop out of the stream and leave him alone for like two minutes and see what happens again. Yeah. Freak again, poor kid. But yeah, we'll probably have to have Kelly talk a little men's tennis. And you know what? I'm going to start handicapping men's tennis again. I enjoyed a lot of that, and I used to do pretty well. Honestly, my my forte was uh, qualifiers. Like I would crush qualifiers, oh, yeah. Those are and then do horrible during the tournament, and it would usually break about even. So break even tennis coming this summer. Brought to you by Brown Bag Bets. <laughs> Speaking of that, I did speak to where the women are playing, or the men are playing. The women head also to Mexico, again to Mexico, heading Best from Guad to Monterey. Funny story, this time last year, I was in Napa with the wife and some friends, and I was checking tennis That's scores, betting tennis. Apart. Yeah, and I was like, I was looking like, oh, Monterey. Like, that's not far from here. And I looked for like 20 minutes on the math. I'm like, I could drive down to Monterey. I should look at tickets. I'm like, I wonder if I can get in. And maybe this was two seasons ago. And then after like 20 minutes of fucking around on my phone, I remembered it was Monterey, Mexico and not Monterey, California. Because <laughs> it was like only an, I was only like an hour or so. I was trying to Monterey. think. I was like, so very cool. glad I didn't drive to Monterey. But yes, Monterey and St. Petersburg. And it looks like you have some looks in both. 
Yeah, we've, um, you know, similar schedule. If you remember last week, we had Doha, which was kind of overnight, early morning tennis, and then the tournament in Mexico. Um, why can't I remember where that was in Mexico? Guadalajara? Very exactly. Quad. But that's right. So most of the people from Guadalajara hopped on a plane, went about two hours north to Monterey. Um, a lot of the players from Doha decided to go north to Russia to St. Petersburg. And uh, most of the big names actually took off. What we'll have next week is a tournament in Miami, uh, which is one of the biggest tournaments. I believe the men and the women will be there at the same time. So a lot of the big names are there preparing. Um you know, as I start to look at, we'll go with the matches. These are this afternoon. We'll start in Monterey. The first one here, uh, Renata Zarazua, um, a young Mexican that we've bet on before. She's got Tamara Zidancic tonight around 8 o'clock. I was able to get this at plus 110. It's a little bit on the move. I would play this at plus anything, frankly. Um, I have her as a favorite here, closer to minus 125, almost minus 130. I think that she is a better hardcore player than Zidancic. She does have a little bit of an advantage here. Her, her level does generally lift when she's playing in, at some of these home tournaments. So happy to take her as a short dog. Also in Monterey, we've got a parlay. We're going to put together two women here, Heather Watson um, and An Lee. Uh, Heather Watson was right around minus 210 or so. I think when I bet this, I have her closer to like minus 250, almost 260, frankly. She generally plays well in Mexico. She likes the hotter conditions. It um, helps her serve quite a bit. Um, you know, I take a look. She's playing Daka Kavinich, a younger player who's, I think, really outclassed here. So like the situation, like the edge for Watson there. On Lee, um, again, another player kind of maybe on her way up, I, I think. She's started to play really well, put together some nice tournaments. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was Gippsland or Yara Valley, but one of those tournaments right before the Australian Open where they actually stopped and didn't have the final. She was supposed to be in the final there. So I guess she gets like they split a gold or they cut the trophy in half or something. Anyway, um, again, she was right around, I think, minus 220 or so when I put this together. And I have her almost minus 300 in this matchup. Um, I think she is the much better player. Um, she is playing at 315 against Arantxa Roos, um, someone who's had some success but really struggles outdoors and, and struggles in North America. So put the two of them together. I was able to get plus 125. I would take this parlay, you know, plus 110 or better is, is probably good. Who does Watson play? Um, um, Heather Watson has got Donka Kovinich. Kovinich. Oh, is it? See, this is this is how you can tell I don't watch NBA. I'm not good with the hard C's at the end, so. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to work on that. You always go with the cuh. you got a chuh. If it's a What's vowel and a C, it's almost always a chuh. I'll get there. I, I, I just, I just, it took me like two years to nail all the men's, you know, names and pronunciation. I used to say Eisner. I still say Eisner once in a while. <laughs> so it's going to take me a while for the women. We'll get there. We'll work on it. We've got one more money line. Now, these are going to be in St. Petersburg. These should all be overnight. Um, as I look at the actual timing, Probably starts around 5 or 6 in the morning East Coast time. So early morning tennis probably actually instead of overnight. Um, this will be the last money line, Andy. Don't worry. I do have a couple totals for us. Uh, Jacqueline Christian, um, a really nice young and upcoming player here, um, was able to get her at minus 120. I'm starting to see it float out almost to the minus 145, minus 150 range, which is pretty close to where I have it. I would play this minus 130, minus 135 or better, which I think you can still find a few places. So like her advantage over Vera Lapko. You know, again, just really nice conditions for her, and the numbers are pointing that way. Christian, also a qualifier. I love betting on qualifiers in the first round against women that are coming in cold. So a lot pushing there. But I see you getting excited, Andy. It's time for a total. You want to do I, over? I, I do under? like that. I like that angle as well. Just qualifiers have played a couple of matches. They're, they're used to, you know, they've done more. Everybody's practiced on the court, but they've actually played on the court. 
they've actually had some, you know, had some real live action on that court. So I think it does make a difference, especially early on. It's one of the concepts of tennis that I think applies to golf a little bit. I um, being informed. You know, you've got to have a little bit of tennis shape, if you will, or something like that. It's this nebulous concept. But, you know, the more you play, the better you play, the more form you have. So that helps to be a qualifier to have a couple matches under your belt, like you said, versus kind of coming in cold. And we do have two tolls. Uh, this will be a really fun match, and I just think it's going to be quick. Clara Towson, a young player, uh, we saw her make a run. Actually, I think she's won 12 matches in a row now on hard courts against Daria Kasakina. The lines very even. I think this is a two setter. I think these are going to be very quick sets. Actually, Andy, I think we have a chance at a three set under here, frankly. That it's I really like this 21 and a half. Daria Kasakina plays super quick sets and so does Towson. So um hard for me to pick a winner. You know, Lean Towson, I think she's again I like to bet younger players kind of on the uprise versus a player like Kasakina, um, whose level's a little more known, but very smart and is not going to I think have trouble returning a lot of the power that Towson's going to generate. So happy to grab the under here at 21 and a half. Um, if you have a 21, make sure it's cheap, but that's probably okay too. Um, like the hook though here. I'm, play, I'm playing all these. I've been, I've been entering these right now as we go. And we've got it over. Feels it feels weird to have basketball. So I got to have, I got to have some tennis action tonight for sure. Let's do something to keep you busy. So normally we would kind of do a stack here, right? I would take the over the games and, and the over two and a half sets, but similar to the last matchup, these are two women that generally play very short sets. Um, this is kind of one of those matches every once in a while in tennis. I've done a little research on it. I joke about it, but there's a lot of matches where I want to just take the under on the games and over two and a half sets. And then I either hit my under or basically break even and make a little bit of money if it goes over two and a half sets. And, and this is kind of one of those situations for me. I think that if it's two sets, this probably goes under like 20, let alone the 21 and a half, 20 and a half, 21 and a half or so that, that's being populated out there. But there's a great chance this goes three sets. So instead of, you know, paying a little more juice to go over 21 and a half games and risk losing it in two sets, I'll just take the plus 150 here for over two and a half sets. Uh, Siniakova loves playing three setters. Um, same with Flipkins here. So again, I expect quick sets, but, but three of them. So let's take plus 150. I dig it. And somebody is, I should have done a recap slide. Just been, it's been a busy, uh, kind of a busy morning, busy week this time. So I'm making the world's we got worst. a recap slide today, maybe. I'm, I'm making the world's worst recap slide right now. Okay. And uh, maybe I can share it now. It's, it's, it's going to hell on me. But yeah, we will. Um, some, I mean, somebody asked, I couldn't write this stuff down. Is there a way I can look at these later? Yeah. Noops will have this up on Twitter. He'll have his plays entered on Betsperts under Alex Christensen. And as always, I mean, this stuff is on YouTube. You know, you can sit and if you're watching on Periscope, you can check this out over on YouTube on the Betsperts channel and sit and pause it. That's useful as well. So there is, there are some ways to find it. And yeah, and it's available as a podcast as well. So. Maybe I can do this here. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let, let's do this before we go. We'll go slideshow. No, not from the beginning. That's not what I want. I want my <laughs> Easter one. It is almost Easter. I think my birthday's on Easter this year. So, what's your Could favorite Easter candy? Oh, the Cadbury cream eggs for sure. All right, watch this. I'm a jelly bean guy. Watch this. We're gonna, do a, we're gonna do a quick. Not I'm thinking of the specialty here. jelly beans though. Like somebody gave me some Swedish fish jelly beans the other day. Look at this. Love it. Boom. 
In fact, we're going full screen, and we're going to get rid of your chat here. So look at this. Screenshot this shit. Licorice jelly beans are pretty good, but yeah. Screenshot this. I do. I like the black licorice jelly beans. Zerazua, plus 110. Watson Lee in the parlay. Christian in St. Petersburg, the under in the Towson match, and the Sinekova. Sinekova. Sinekova Flipkins over two and a half sets. You, you know what? We'll call it a day on that because I've got a lot to look into. A lot of the basketball. NBA again. You can find that on the BetSpurts app. So we'll make you hunt for that a little bit. Sounds like a plan. So I will catch you guys tomorrow. Thanks for the hang. Thanks everybody. Happy hunting. Enjoy the paintings. Good luck. Be back to the green screen tomorrow. Yeah. See you guys. Mm-hmm.